I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview coming to you live here from the Valley. My name is Louis Mendes and joining me here in SE7 as we get ready to look ahead to Saturday's trip to Plymouth. Argyle is Mr. Nathan Muller. How you doing, Nathan? Yeah, good. I'm good, yeah. Yeah, living the dream or? Um, not so much with work this week, but apart from, yeah, with Charlton, I'm cool, so I'm always I'm living the dream of these lovely lot. Yeah, excellent <laughs> stuff. Just the two of us uh, today, no Tom Wallen. We don't know where he is, actually. He never actually told us. I think he's off. Uh, probably, how dare he? Yeah, not tell us where he's off, going. Uh, involved in some sort of debauchery, I dare say. Right on tonight's show, <laughs> uh, we're going to react to the fact that our... Our, uh, our boss and hero, Lee Bowyer, has been linked with a move to Queen's Park Rangers. Uh, we're going to hear what he himself had to say about that link. We're also going to hear what he um, can tell us about his contract offer. You remember on last week's show, he said he was expecting to get a, uh, a contract offer this week when it's coming. Uh, and he had his say on that. And we'll we react to, to that as well. Uh, react to the fact that Lee Clark's name all of a sudden <laughs> turned up um, on the unannounced, um, uh, unwelcome. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Also, uh, later on the show, we're going to hear how Rico Hackett-Fairchild's getting on uh, on loan down at Bromley. I went down to watch uh, watch the Ravens on Tuesday night, so I spoke to the Bromley player coach, Alan Dunn, to find out what he's made of, uh, of Rico's performances uh, so far for, for Bromley. We're going to hear what Lee Bowyer's made on Johnny Williams recently because we're also going to hear from Johnny Williams. You may remember on Sunday's show, I played you the very end of our Johnny Williams interview where I was getting uh, <laughs> told off by Gary Bowyer for, for going on too long. We're actually going to hear uh, the actual interview there with uh, with with Johnny Williams and of course we're going to start to turn our attention to Saturday's trip down to the southwest to take on Plymouth Argyle we're going to hear from Chris Errington uh, from the Plymouth Herald uh, he let us know how the uh, the Pilgrims been getting on this season we're also of course going to hear from Lee Bayer again as he gives us the latest injury updates and uh, tells us what we should expect from our trip down to the southwest now um, yeah alarm bells ringing on, uh, on, on earlier on during the week when uh, we're all sitting there Having a lovely old time of it, sitting in the playoffs, everyone's happy, everything's fine in its own way here at the club. Um, and all of a sudden, Lee Bowie is being linked with a move to the Queen's Park Rangers. No one uh, saw that coming, uh, but it was uh, Giuseppe in the evening standard said that QPR were interested in Bowie. And then Sky Sports later on that evening said that Bowie was interested in talking to QPR. So the man himself, Lee Bayer, was asked about that today. He was also asked about the, his own future as well with his contract. This is what he had to say. Yeah, I think it's obviously all speculation. There's been no... I've not spoken to anybody from QPR, so I don't know where it's come from, but it is what it is. That's what happens in football. Uh, if you're doing well, then you, you get linked to other jobs. That's that's what happens. Um if there is any truth behind it, then it shows that we're doing well because uh, getting recognition for for the good job we're doing, and and I think that's a, a credit to to everybody at the football club. 
So no contract offer from uh, Rangers? No, 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 no. No conversation, so no contract offer, no. Has the Charlton uh, owner made you a new contract offer? There's speculation that something could be in the post this week. Uh, yeah, um, I received an email last night, but if I'm honest, I don't really understand it. Um, so I'm, I think Richard Murray being today, so I'll, I'll go through it with Richard because it's it's a bit different to like a normal contract that I've ever seen before. So I'll uh, I'll go through it with Richard and see if he can make any light of it. But um, to, yeah, I've had I've had uh, something sent through to me. Will the contract situation, if it is resolved, also uh, be resolved with your backroom team? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we've all done a good job so far. Uh, hasn't changed. Jacko, Marsh, Steve Gallen. I think I think we've all worked hard to to improve the club, and and Steve Gallen to bring in the best players we can, and. I think we've all been successful there. I think um, the club's definitely moving in the right direction, so I can't see why they wouldn't want to keep us all on. It, it, it'd be crazy. If it, that's, that's my opinion, but it'd be crazy if not. So, yeah, I can't see there being any problems. As a comparative newcomer to management, are you flattered to be linked with a club that were in the Premier League not so long ago? Yeah, but like I said, I think it's just speculation, you know. Um, but yeah, obviously this is a good club, a big club, great tradition. So yeah, obviously it's, it's flattering, but I'm not getting carried away. It's, uh, all I've done since the start of the week is, is focus on, on Saturday's game. That's my job. That's what I'm paid to do. And um, nothing's changed in my eyes so uh, Tuesday came in training like normal went and watched the 23's game uh, then on the way home was trying to prepare with with leaving and, and see the budget for our pre-season tour so nothing, nothing's changed been at home watching uh, Plymouth watched three games of theirs so no I'm, my, my job's to win games here and, and nothing's changed there just to go get ready for Saturday and, and get three points. Is there a danger that speculation concerning uh, your future could deflect your players on the immediate task at hand? No, like I said, nothing's changed. Uh, people try and put little barriers in front of what we're trying to achieve here all the time. It's, whenever I hear stuff, it's always trying to put negative stuff around this football club but for me it's all positive there's no reason for any negativity uh, players are getting recognised whether we like it or not on, on how well they're progressing and, and improving and getting linked to other clubs and um, like I said it's, it's that's just the way football is but nothing's going to change they know their goal what our achievements what we want from this season and nothing's going to change because of couple of people trying to, to link me to another club. Nothing changes there, no. 
So there we go, a lot to go on there from that interview uh, with Lee Bayer, Tony Hudd from BBC Radio Kent doing the talking uh, down at press day today. Um, first of all, the link to the QPR job. Bayer doesn't seem to know a great deal about it. it says it's a bit of an honour to, to, you know, he's flattered uh, to, to be linked with a big club. Um, so, uh, thoughts on that? Do you think he'd be tempted? I mean, this confusing um, contract offer that comes in. It'd be interesting to see what comes out of that as well. Yeah, I think... Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, if you, if you can try and pick your wits at the high, at a higher level, then of course it's going to be... Um, it'll be appealing. Of course it is. But I think Bose probably knows that he's built something. He probably would... It would surprise me even if there was any legs in it if he did go now because he's so near the end. If you said sort of on the off-season, you never know. But um, I think he'd like to finish... The season that he started, um, for sure, because I mean, it's what seven games left or with that. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's like he said, he he said all the right things. Um, we sort of see in our WhatsApp ch- chat as soon as it come about, it, the main sort of consensus was maybe is it is it trying to force Roland's hand to give him a deal, which he obviously said that he's received now. <laughs> but um, yeah, so but. You do well, and this is what happens. Happens with players. If we sit in bottom of the league, you won't be linked with QPR. So it's like you said, it's it's the fact of um, life and the fact of football and what happens when you do well. I mean, do you think realistically QPR would be interested? Is Gazeppi at the at the Evening Standard, who who said he he, he may be on a, a list of potentials that the QPR would be looking at? He's now said today that he thinks that Tim Sherwood. Uh, who was also mentioned during the week is probably the front runner for the job, which is a bizarre decision in any, mm. any by any stretch of imagination. But I mean, you, you could see why QPR would, they'd be looking around at a club themselves who they're a club themselves who haven't got as much money as they, as, as what they used to. Um, so they'll be looking around at someone who's done a good job with little money, and obviously Lee Bay has done that here. Yeah, and and, and exactly. I think if you look at uh, like you said, QPR, the funds they've got, I don't think Tim Sherwood's going to be very cheap. Um, and if I think if you go down the road, if they're look, trying to be more progressive and try and look to the future, and like you say, working on a limited budget, coaching players, coaching younger players, improving players, improving assets, then yeah, Bowyer fits the bill. Just in a similar way that Stoke have gone down a completely different route of having a team that was built around of a, a Poulos, um era and was had one way of playing. They've brought Jones in, um, and they're trying to change the identity and the the culture of the club. So. Um, it does surprise me because I don't think um, Sherwood will be going there if they don't have any money to spend. But then, sure, they've still—I don't know if they've still got the FFP stuff or whatever. But it's a championship club, you know. And if 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 Roland doesn't offer Bowyer what he thinks him and his team deserve, and he doesn't sign it, then maybe he does go. But um, yeah, we we just have to wait and see. But hopefully, it's just Bayer's agents just trying to put the feelers out to get Roland to hurry up. I mean, and you can see that Lee Bayer is someone who's um, you know got a lot of potential, and he clearly believes in himself. He's clearly ambitious. Um, you know, every uh, he's always stating what his ambitions are here at Charlton. We're going to get in the top two. We're going to get in the playoffs. We're going to do this or that. He's he's never one to shy away from you know reaching for the stars. So I mean, you, you could see why eventually he would like to be managing in, in a division higher up obviously we prefer that to happen with Charlton but so, so do you think that if it was dangled in front of him if if, if tactics Tim doesn't want to want to want to go to Loftus Road in the end and QPR do come to Boya you know especially if there is still some sort of 
uncertainty hanging over his contract here. I mean, surely he'd be tempted. I mean, you could say QPR, as you say, in a bit of a mess financially at times. They, mm. They've they've had to they've had to cut down on their spending, but at the same time, as like you say, championship championship football, championship club. Yeah, well, he both played Champions League as a player. You know, he was only here for a short while, and he left to sort of better his career. And I don't think anyone can begrudge anyone that. Um, and if it means that he goes on to bigger and better things, um, and it's not with us, it's unfortunate. But it's the you know it's the situation we're in at the moment of where we are in the league. But I think, yeah, I, I don't I don't think he'll. Well, I don't not I don't think um, I'll be surprised if he goes before the end of the season. But like I said, if if Roland doesn't offer him a contract that you know he 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 thinks him and his team are worth, then and he's a free agent in the summer, then so be it. And I you know if he does decide to go there, I think all of us hope he does well. But I'm still hanging on to that glimmer of hope that Roland does hurry up. I mean that. Well, no, I mean he has to, to his credit, Roland. He has sent a something over today. Apparently, I mean, <laughs> spent, spent, loosely Spenny, said. Spenny tweeted earlier saying that tonight's show should be a bit lively, and this will be based on, on what we've we've heard today. Now, Thursday, uh, press day, Lee Bowyer was asked about his contract. We heard it there. He said he said uh, he, he got it via email. Um, he, he said if he's honest, he doesn't really understand what it is. He's going to have to run it past Richard Murray now. I mean, Lee Bogus would have seen a few contracts before in his career, and he even said this is a bit different to a contract that I've seen before. Now, I mean, when you read between the lines, mm. I mean, that doesn't sound too promising, does it? I mean, we're all guessing. I mean, Richard Corley guessed it was uh, delivered through the medium of performative dance. <laughs> I guess it was probably just written in crayon or something. Tom Wallin on Twitter suggested it may well have been some sort of uh, writing in excrement. <laughs> but, I mean, when you hear that phrase... It's a bit confusing. It's not like a contract I've seen before. It doesn't fill you with with promise that Roland's come out and said, you know what, you've earned a 10, 10% pay rise there and a three-year contract because you've done so well. It sounds like it, it's a bit chaotic. I mean, hopefully we'll find out more by Saturday, but I mean, that's not what I wanted to hear, to be honest, this morning. No, it wouldn't surprise me if it's 1A4 in a font of Comic Sans or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I mean, when, when Bo said that, what that strikes to me as... Um, is the previous contracts he's seen has been written by football people and um, contracts and terms relating to football performance. Whereas I think Roland's, um, in my opinion, um, I would imagine that it's probably not so much based with a lot of football knowledge and it's probably more along the lines of money. And if if he wants to get rid, that he can try and easily force him out without any sort of compensation. But that, listen, that's just that's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's my opinion. Um but again, I mean, like you say, Bowie has seen loads of contracts before. And then for him to say that, he don't really understand it and he's trying to, he had to get Murray to go, well, he was trying to get Murray to go through it with him. It is intriguing to know what, you know, because contracts are usually, they have to be so clear and concise, don't they? Mm. So if it's confusing from the get-go, then... Um, it's, yeah, it's quite worrying. Maybe Roland just spray painted it on the side of one of his houses <laughs> yeah. and then just took a photo and emailed that over. Sign here. Yeah. I mean, in any normal club, and we've had to say this a million times this season, there's no way that your young and up-and-coming manager who's performed so well throughout the course of the season would be anywhere near the end of a contract without one having come in way before this and on very good terms as well. Because obviously, we know how football works. If you If you're... If, if you're your um, reputation is is high at that at that time. Then you can claim a lot of money because otherwise, other teams, bigger teams in QPR, become sniffing round if if all of a sudden Bowyer becomes available. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, even if I know it's the two different kettle of fish. Look at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. How long was he there? Done brilliantly. He's been given a contract. Bowyer, like I don't understand what's taken him so long. And like you say, I mean, it's it, 
if the longer it drags on, the more interest is going to be about because there will there will be clubs who do have manager at the moment, but maybe want a fresh approach in the summer. And if, and and uh, you know a gaffer like Bose will, yeah, he's early in his his career, but he's not going to go in there demanding multi multi millions pounds of transfer fees, um, etc. So I think it's a good appeal to a lot of chairmen. Um, even if even in this league, really, you've got some big teams down here. I mean, you look at that, the top six. If one of us don't, well, if one of the four, one of the four or three of the four rather don't go up, you look at Bowyer and you know he could do a job elsewhere. So he needs to get he needs to get Bow tied down along with Jacko Marshy and um, and obviously the other Steve the other, Gallen as well. Steve yeah. Gallen, I mean, so. I mean, it's, I mean it's Steve Gallen uh, links with QPR. I think is his brother. If well, yeah, right. well, yeah. Steve and Kevin they're obviously brothers, yeah. aren't they? But um. um it, it does seem bizarre, but I mean, Lee Bayer said, I mean, not, for him, nothing's changed at the moment. It's, uh, you know, he, he took training as per normal. Uh, you know, he, he, he wants to stay. He, st- he stated it many times. It, it, it does still seem crazy. Like, the, the way he talks about it is, oh, they'd be crazy not to offer us something. Whereas Charlton fans are more worried that other teams will offer him something better. He's sitting there going, oh, I hope they offer me something. But mm. obviously they have, and it's confusing. But, um in he he's saying he's he's still he's still here he's he's taking training as normal one thing that did make me laugh was he's been talking to Livin de Turk about the budget for the pre-season tour and I was thinking right where can you get on a travel card Butlins yeah no no travel card we could probably play any team <laughs> Edgeware or something yeah any any team within <laughs> London so I reckon the pre-season tour will be Barnet um, Brom- maybe, Bromley yeah yeah, maybe Wildstone oh, oh uh, I don't know that's a bit far, yeah, far I don't know Wildstone. is that is that in zone 6 I don't know oh. so yeah so it'd be interesting <laughs> to see uh, how that goes I mean do, do you think this uncertainty will affect the players but you said it won't um, uh, the uh, I in terms of in terms of a Saturday at 3 o'clock or Bracknell. Saturday Tuesday Saturday Tuesday that's another one yeah. uh, I don't think it will affect the playing side um, even though both says no I, st- I do think it affects players coming to the club uh, if they're looking at it for the summer I do for 100% Potter's Bar Town <laughs> you're just going to read them off I'm trying to think of really small small like Enfield yeah Enfield Town Cray Wanderers yeah or yeah. oh, we could do a Cray you could do a Cray and a Cray Bromley and a double the same day, yeah. double header yeah. like the old Sunday league Homesdale down the road yeah Oh yeah, Pe- FC. Peckham FC. Yeah, see, like we're gonna we're gonna we we're go. a lot we're of money <laughs> out of our preseason tour travel card here. <laughs> you probably well, there must be games we can walk to. Yeah, but who's gonna be the glamour tie? You know that one that one that the, the, the week one, before the season, the one starts. big tie. So I'll uh, be here at the Valley anyway. So that yeah, against but, who? Yeah. Arsenal. <laughs> That'd be Chris Solly's <laughs> testimonial, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not going to affect the players, I think, for no, now. I but d- so. w- will uncertainty around a manager's future make it more difficult for Roland Duchatelet to persuade players to sign on yeah. in the future themselves? Because with Joe Rebo, if Bowyer was here on a year's contract, it might not make a difference, but you might think, well, yeah, I have learnt a lot under under Lee Bayer over the last few over the last few months. I'd like, you know, if I know he's going to be here, then I'm happy to stay for one more year. I'm still a young man. Yeah, and I think if if anyone was listening <clears throat> to um, Steve Gallen's interviews every time he signed a player last year, he did say that Bose was a big pull um, for the club, and you've got players like like you say, Joe Rebo, Josh Cullen. Looking at Bowyer and saying, "Yeah, I think you know Bowes will improve me as a player and Hazen as a person." <laughs> it's a Bradley Pritchard's yeah. thing. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, where were we? <laughs> Talk about how great. I'm, th- I'm <laughs> thinking about Hazen Yedin. Yeah. I'm thinking he's in London. I didn't yeah. know it was. Uh, well, I think just about yeah. Oh, I don't he's know. Still playing London, yeah. Excellent, right? But, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> I think we've covered that. I mean, clearly, fans. When, when, 
fans have seen these comments yeah. from Lee Bayer about a contract situation today. No one's gone, oh, I'm sure it's just a misunderstanding. Everyone is thinking, right, I mean, this is this is something that needs sorting out. Hopefully, hopefully Bayer sat down with Richard Murray today and, and Richard's gone, no, 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 it's, it's, it's all fine. Everything's fine. Unless, unless the contract was all written in Flemish, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why I didn't understand it. <laughs> it French. Yeah, right. I mean th- these are all things. But I mean, fans are gonna be worried. I mean, hopefully this will get sorted out over the next few yeah. days. Bayer wants to stay, but if he doesn't get tied down, then he will. He he may well get tempted away, and that's what he, that's what we gotta be careful about. Uh, and that's what hopefully uh, we shall be dealing with in the, in the next few days. Who knows at this club? Who knows? Right, let's have a quick break here on Charlton Live. When we come back, uh, we're going to find out how Rico Hackett-Fairchild's been getting on uh, during his loan spell down at Bromley. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What were we saying? Sorry, what uh, were we Taylor saying? Smith alongside me said he should line up for these opportunities. Well, you know, nobody's talking at him. Josh Cullen is the other option. It's about so is that four, four yards, yards away yards back for you. Four yards from the edge of the pounds here. And Abby Saar to take. Saar over it. Over it is. Oh! Oh, yes. We've been looking for a free kick hero. And it comes in the way of Nabi Saar. Everyone's going to claim they said it, but the total man, the centre-half, with a great free kick, the goalkeeper was stood and couldn't do anything about it, and Charlton have the equaliser. Dagenham and Redbridge. How about them? <laughs> right, welcome back to Charlton Live. As promised uh, before the break, I went down to, to Bromley on uh, on Tuesday evening and I was uh, not surprised to see Jason Yule was there uh, as well as the, the Ravens were preparing to take on uh, Leighton Orient um, because uh, there's two Charlton loanees in the Bromley squad. Now, Rico Hackett, Fairchild started. You had uh, Sarah Pong Weirdo on the on the bench as well. Didn't get on, actually. But um, yeah, Hackett, Fairchild started and also scored the winner for Bromley. It was a, a surprising win uh, for the Ravens against Leighton Orient, who are doing so well at the top of the National League. Uh, it was helped by the fact there was a, a red card at the start of the second half for Leighton Orient. But Bromley went on to win. It was Rico Hackett, Fairchild, who's uh, uh, played uh, five, five appearances now, I think, down, uh, down for Bromley. He scored the header... 
uh, that won the game. Now, quite up with Alan Dunn. Um, yeah, try to ignore his Millwall links, but he is now the, the player coach down at Bromley. Uh, so I spoke to Alan Dunn after the game just to ask him, really, <coughs> how Rico's been getting on uh, during his loan spell. Yeah, again, for such a young young age, showed maturity against, against a lot, arguably the best team in the league. Um, showed his quality and a goal like that, it was it just topped off a fantastic night and, and really pleased for him. And a bit more Enrico, obviously, on loan from China. How's he been getting on? This is the first time I've been down here to see him. Since. I like him, yeah. I've, not, I've watched him a while and he, he, he offers something different with that left foot coming inside and be able to get shots away. He's got a bit of height presence. He's physically good. Um, and then the back post attacking headers. We ain't seen him a lot this year. And, and to offer that tonight and, and, and to steal it, I'm really pleased for him, proud for him. So there we go, Alan Dunn there, the Bromley player coach, talking about Rico Hackett-Fairchild got his first goal for the Ravens on Tuesday. And it's interesting, really. Um, I mean... We've seen how loan spells have uh, almost transformed players. I mean, even with Carlin Grant, that nine goals he got uh, for Crawley this this time last year in the second half of the season, um, it, it really it, it gave him so much confidence for the start of this year. And we all know what what happened with Carlin. I mean, we're looking again. I mean, Rico is is this last chance saloon almost for him? He, he needed he needed he needed um, he needed men's football. Um, I know he was he was sniffing around the team when we didn't really have a lot of. Um, that when Igor was out and stuff, but he needed he needed men's football, which he's getting. Um, he's by the sounds of it, he's not pulling up any trees. But um, I mean, Alan Dunn, Alan Dunn was was positive about him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he needs to start doing that on a consistent basis. And I mean, as a striker, as as brutal as it is, you are judged on goals. And um, I, don't, I think coming through the ranks, Rico did you know was you know was scoring, but I don't think he was ever prolific as Carlin was. Um, but yeah, he, he needs games. We, we just have to assess the situation, and then, or otherwise, you know, you can end up like other sort of younger players and not have your contract for new. So I hope it works works out for him, like I do for all of our youngsters. Um, but yeah, it's good that he's getting games, and it's uh, he scored on. Tuesday against a good late annoyance sign, which sounded a bit feisty. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> game. Yeah, but we won't, we won't go into that too yeah. much. I mean, for, uh, we remember the. I mean, he, he started that game up at, at Fleetwood away, and you know, we, we, with all due respect, he was really thrown it in the deep end there, and, and, he, and he didn't, he didn't really float, unfortunately, in that game. But I mean, we've seen him score goals. At, uh, you know, check a trade last season, got a couple away at Swansea. He has, he has done that. But it, it's a case of now whether, because uh, I imagine that there, there will be a decision to make at the end of this season won't they because I believe he's out of contract now mm-hmm. you're looking at that is he going to get a new one I mean the thing that might may well work in his favour is the fact that I mean it does look like the budget's going to be slashed next year and we're going to be cutting our cloth accordingly so therefore he might it might be within the realms of what we can afford yeah exactly and I think I mean every time I've seen Waker there's certain elements that um that you know he, he you know, he might be good technically, but I think it's his intelligence as a footballer at the moment. It's not quite there for League One standard. Like you say, if we're having to cut the cloth, we can't really be having you know play at playing player uh, paying players, you know wages which could be funded better elsewhere. Uh, I'm not saying obviously that we're not going to have any youth players, but I think Rico's at an age now where he's not a youth player. He's he needs to get his uh, career started. So unless I think, yeah, I mean, unless he starts scoring some goals or showing some really good performances, he, he might might struggle to get a contract. But 
like I said, Bose might have complete, uh, completely uh, disagree with me and probably get give him a contract. Who knows? But um, I think all of us just want Rico to do well and we'll just see where he is at the end of the I day. Mean, I mean, by looking at him, from when you have seen him in Charlton games, yeah. what, 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 what do you think his strengths are? What, what do you um, think he brings to the team that well, someone else might not? Well, so that's what I mean. So he's got, he's got height. I give I give him that. and you know, But I don't think he's physically formed as as his height would just suggest. But then he is really quick. And I think he's got a good left foot. I think his build-up play is... I think it's a bit too way off to play up front um, at the moment. I think Carlin came onto the scene and was a bit lightweight, but then he seemed to bulk out a little bit, and and you could see that the well, yeah, everyone can see that where he is now. So he's improved. So it's possible, um, but yeah, I just think he needs to probably bulk up a little bit, get used to men's football, and then and then obviously need to start banging in the goals. Yeah, hopefully. Right, so anyway, good to hear from uh, Bromley player coach Alan Dunn there. Uh, on how uh, Rico's getting uh, getting on down at Hayes Lane, his first goal for the club on Tuesday evening. Be interesting to see uh, what happens with him at the end of the year. Right, Johnny Williams came in to speak to us after the 1-0 win over Bradford last week. Is I mean, I did say on last Sunday show that you forget that win quite quickly, and I literally have forgotten that win Almost immediately, and I'm just yeah. It was a Lyle Taylor goal. I barely just remember who scored the goal. It was not a classic uh, by any stretch of the imaginations. Uh, but we got the three points, and that's the most important thing. Johnny Williams came in to speak to me, uh, and he said himself that it is good, a good sign that you can win games when you're not playing at your very best. Yeah, I think at this stage of the season, the main important thing is to get three points. Um, I think we all know as players we can play better than that. Um, it's the first time since I've been there I've played a team that I've proper sat in and it is difficult at times no matter who you're playing against and um, they made it a tough for us at times and uh, you know there was chances for them on the counter-attack um, so yeah. We've seen a lot of games like that down here in Charlton this season but more often than not the addicts have had the quality to, to unlock them at least once um, will you, is you show the, the, the sort of players that they have in their side? Yeah, I think um, you know they've got some good players. Um, they've had a, you know they've had a tough season. We knew where they were at the start of the game. Um, we knew it was going to be it wasn't going to be easy. But um, we do believe in ourselves as players, and we know we can perform at a better level than that. And the manager knows that himself, and he'll keep driving us on to put in better performances. But at the end of the day, it's a clean sheet, and it's another win. Um, and uh, you know we are chasing them uh, top two spots down again because we see Barnsley Drew as well. So. Yeah, I mean, is it, is it down to five or six points now, the, the, the gap up to, to second? So it's not, it's, not, you know, it's not impossible that, that we could still catch up with them. Yeah, I think uh, we've got to focus on ourselves. You know, we've got some games where we're looking at, we are looking at you know, winning as many of them as we can. Um, you know, playoffs is creeping up on us and we want to go into the, in the playoffs um, you know, feeling positive. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> Yeah, we're looking, we're looking forward to the, the remaining games and uh, yeah, just pick up as many points as we can. Does, does the cushion that you have above seventh place almost take a little bit of that pressure off you? Know? So that, that's something like 12 points as well. So you're looking at, you don't really have to be too worried about being caught. So you can play perhaps with a little bit more freedom as you try and catch that, that top two. Yeah, I think, um, you know, at one point, you know, the seventh spot was uh, very close to us. And we were looking behind us, but now we've had a few good results and then we can start looking up again. And, um, you know, as I said, going to the playoffs with a, a positive feel. And, um, you know, I think we can play better than we showed today. And I think, um, yeah, the most important thing was to get the win. And um, we've got two away games now. We have to pick up as many points on the road as we can. And how are you feeling yourself? Obviously, you, you come back from, from injury today and you had um, 
you went off again. Was that was that purely just uh, it's just sort of getting back into the swing of things? And nothing has gone wrong. No, I'm fine. Um, I trained since Monday. Um, so yeah, when I when I felt my hamstring against Portsmouth, I feared the worst, and I was, to be honest, looking um, at making the playoffs. Um, so it was a blessing when I saw the scan for once. Luck was on my side, and uh, it wasn't too bad. And uh, I only missed uh, two games in the end. So um, no, I was delighted to be back to make the Bradford game and got the win. And now we can look forward to the next game. Now you join your time at the club. Obviously, it's a you were at Palace for so long that it must be weird to, to be in a different environment now. Obviously, apart from your loans as yeah. well. But, yeah, no, it's, it's nice. It's nice to kind of come away from that. Um, I've had a lot of loans, so it's nice to have a fresh start. And um, yeah, couldn't have wished for like we're, we're in a good position at the moment, and I'm enjoying my football, I'm staying fit, and uh, trying to play as many games as I can. And um, the main aim was to try and get Charlton promoted to the Premiership, and um, still on course for that. And you know, what it's like in the playoffs; it's a bit of a lottery. Um, I've got a good record in there, so uh, hopefully I can keep that. Yeah, I mean, your deal here was only is only for six months. Are you, are you looking longer term about what your options might be for the, for the next few seasons? Do you know what might be out there for you? Yeah. Uh, to be honest, not not really. You know, I'm trying to focus on you know Cholton and getting getting the club back in the championship. I'm trying to focus on staying fit, and uh, you know the seasons come come quick and fast. So um, it will soon be the summer, and I'll be looking at. You know, my next uh, step in my career, and wherever that may be, I just want to enjoy my football again, and we'll see. I've really enjoyed my time here, so who can knows? You, can you see it being here from, from for next season if 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 promotion was achieved? Would that would that would that help? Yeah, I think of course. You know, if that'd be a real good feel good factor if we were get to get promoted, and it's a real good bunch of lads, and I've enjoyed working under the manager. I think it's improving me, getting in better goal scoring positions, and making an impact. Higher up the pitch, so um, I think he's helping me improve my game. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see come the summer. I'm, I'm enjoying my football here, and yeah, I don't see why not if everything's good. So we'll see. Yeah, obviously, there's a lot of um, competition for places in the Charlton midfield, um, and lots of young and up and coming players as well. Joe Rebo, in particular, has been linked with some with some big clubs th- this week. Um, was, was he like to play alongside? Oh, he's a fantastic player. Um, to be honest, I was surprised at how good how good he was. To be honest. Um, we just need to keep playing like he is, and um, yeah, I'm sure we we'll have a lot of options. Um, I'm, I'm not surprised, to be honest. Um, and obviously, Charlton are going to be trying to keep him here, and um, he's here till the end of the season, I believe. So, if he can put a real shift in and get the club back in the championship, you know, who knows? And you, you mentioned about your experience yeah. in the playoffs, and okay. you say you think that will sort of hold you in good stead if, if that is where Charlton end up. You've played in that sort of High pressure environment before. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a it's, it's a lottery, you know. We when we when I was at Palace, it was, you know, we were we were pretty much underdogs and written off throughout the whole playoffs. So, um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think um, we were <laughs> underdogs, but uh, we just shows you it's it's a lottery. So as long as we make it, who knows. There we go. You can just hear Gary Bowyer there just walking down to have a pop at me. Uh, go back to Sunday show if you want to find out all that was about towards the end of that interview. Um, era from Belvedere. Yes. Yeah, that's in, uh, that's in, that must be in zone four or five as well. So that'll yep. be all right for the, the pre-season tour. Uh, Johnny Williams there. Um, speaking about the Bradford game, more importantly, I mean, let's focus on his future. We'll hear what Lee Bowyer had to say about him today as well because it's quite interesting. But... Um, would you keep him if we could afford him? I mean, again, with our ridiculous situation we're in, I don't know if we could afford, uh, you know, half of Johnny Williams at the mm. moment. But I mean, what, what do you reckon? 
Um, w- would we want to keep him in an ideal world? If if we didn't go up, or even if we did go up, yeah, I would. I can't if we so don't. That's, that's a yes, either yeah, way. Then, yeah. but I can't. I didn't need that. Yeah, that sorry. Explanation. Yeah. If they, yeah, I think if we don't, I can't see him staying if we don't go up. I think it'll no. it'll be too much. But um, I think he's proved his fitness. He's played a lot more than I thought he would. Mm. Um, I thought he was going to have a couple of niggles here or there. But yeah, I think we'd be mad not to keep him. I know his final. The, the you know him in the final third hasn't been there quite as yet. Well, um, yeah. But yeah, I think you can't really tell you know that was someone like Johnny Williams. I yeah. don't think. Well, it's, it's interesting what you said about about him in the final third because Lee Bay was actually asked about because remember like maybe, maybe a few weeks ago Lee Bay said oh I think we want to start seeing a bit more uh, from from Johnny Williams and and similar players in in, in the midfield uh, in the final third. So so Bay was asked about if he feels there's been an improvement uh, on that front from uh, from Johnny Williams. He's asked that in today's uh, press day. Johnny on Saturday. They put one on the plate for Lyle, so there was end product. Um, but again, I have to keep pushing them because to make them better, they have to have that end product. If you're an attacking player, you have to either assist or score goals, and um, preferably both. So I will keep pushing them and, and trying to get them to make the right decisions and to get into the right areas. That's, that's Like I said, that's my job, to improve them as players. And I think Johnny, just before he got injured, the uh, two, three games before that, he started to impact more in the final third. Saturday, obviously, put one on the plate for Lyle. So, yeah, in a difficult game. So, yeah, he was... Um, again, he, he will improve. Still got good few weeks left of the season and uh, I'm sure you get better and better so there we go uh, um, AFC Hornchurch um, uh, joining Williams Lee Bay is saying you see an improvement still always always asks for more doesn't he so but I mean I feel like there has been you know he, he set up one for uh, was it uh, Josh Cullen against Portsmouth that Igor Vitkali inadvertently blocked as well I mean he is putting chances on a plate for people now he sounds comfortable here uh, like I say I mean he, he, he was very non-committal about whether he'd stay here or not which is probably uh, understandable but I mean yeah I, I feel like he's probably just about done enough and I mean because we are in this bizarre situation where you don't know who is going to be here next season this is all guessing Really, yeah. and and that's the problem that we are in because no matter what happens this year, I mean, it, it will be a bizarre situation if we do get to that playoff final, we do find ourselves in the championship next season, and we don't have a team, because I mean, that would be such a waste of what Lee Bayer had achieved this season. Yeah, because I think even if we do go up, um, you're still not guaranteed to keep all your players because someone might come in with a better offer. So, yeah, and that and that's I think that's what the frustrating thing uh, for all of us is is that. We know we've got some. We've got a good core bunch of players here. That if we if we got them tied down, that they could, they could probably make it the step up to um, the championship. But at the moment, it's there's so much dilly dallying around. Um, it's just putting a big sort of grey cloud over it, and it's disappointing because every time we seem to be going in the right direction, we're always you know what is it one step forward, two steps back, and it's just it's just a never never ending circle of. Just disappointment. So hopefully, yeah, we go up and we get all these sort of players tied down and we can have a good crack. Talking of a never-ending circle of, of disappointment, I, I don't think we really actually went into enough about Lee Clark, uh, his <laughs> name coming into the, into the, the window. Now, man we, in we talked about it earlier, yeah, but I mean, that would be a never-ending circle. I mean, it is one of the most blatant 
agent place stories I've ever seen in my <laughs> entire life. Um, because there is no way on God's green earth. So, so this is how the story went. So on Tuesday, at some point during the afternoon, <laughs> Lee Bayer's name was linked with a QPR job. And by Tuesday evening, the Sun ran a story Shock. saying that Lee Clark would be the head of the list of Charlton uh, that the Charlton would have to replace Lee Bayer. Now, there is no way on God's earth that Roland de Châtelet, who would make this decision, <laughs> knows who Lee Clark is, let alone within one afternoon would have drawn up a list of people and had him at the very top of it. I mean, that is one of the worst things I've ever seen. And then to add to it, just to show you how far down the pecking order Lee Clark is now, there's a website that I admit I'd never heard of until today called Tribal Football. It's got a reasonable following on Twitter, so it's probably my fault I've not, I've not heard of it rather than anything else. Lee Clark writes for that website. And because he because he's on there, he was able to give them a comment saying he'd be open to the job, but effectively saying he'd be open to any job. So Lee Clark has gone to a website I've never heard of because he works there, because he's not really in management at the moment, to tell him he'd be up for this job. <laughs> I'm not going to look really stupid if he does come here next season after Imagine interviewing. Tomorrow and but, um, but I mean, come on, that is one of the most blatant I mean that that is like me putting myself in the in the hat for a job at a football club because that was outrageous from Lee Clark. <laughs> Yeah, he's a, he better be given a he's 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 agent a bonus this week. Yeah, exactly. And well, he's he's probably got one of the biggest longest uh, winning runs in football, isn't he? When he yeah, we had a still time. I believe so it was, was about it, 15 eight, years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but wait, I did laugh. I did laugh when that come up. So I put it in the group, didn't I? I was yeah. just cracking up. Yeah, just how Roland just sat there. So I'll tell you what, steer this steer this club forward, Lee Clark. Excellent choice. <laughs> right, let's gear up now. Saturday, we're making the long trip down to Plymouth Argyle. In fact, I'm making the trip. On Friday, I'm spending the weekend down there. You, you're staying down there, you know, coming down yeah, Saturday. Stand, st- yeah, stand yeah. down there all weekend. So yeah, if you're watch out, on, out. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're out, if you're out in Plymouth on Saturday night, look out for Nathan <laughs> on the prowl. Um, <laughs> That's painting me a good picture, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the prowl. <laughs> right, um, uh, Chris Errington from the Plymouth Herald. He's been covering uh, the Pilgrims for many a year. Uh, always our go-to guy for Plymouth. He's uh, the man in the know down at home park. I asked him how our guy are beating on this season. And uh, he says it's been another interesting campaign down in the southwest. Yeah, it's been a, another mad season for Argyle, Louis. Um, last season, Charlton fans may recall that they had a, a dreadful start to the season and then almost ended up making the, the playoffs after an incredible run in the second half of the season. And it's been a similar story this term. Uh, again, they had a terrible start uh, at Christmas. Uh, they lost to ASC Wimbledon on Boxing Day 2-1. They went to the bottom of the table. And, um, you know, it, it looked pretty dire for them at that stage. Since then, though, they've um, had, I think it is, seven wins, six draws and three defeats in their last 16 games. And, you know, ordinarily, 14th place in the table with six games to go, you'd be feeling reasonably safe. But as you rightly say, with how congested it is down the bottom of the table, um, they're certainly not... Um, taking their survival chances for granted at the moment. It is extremely close. Yeah, like, like I say, with how tight it is, I mean, every game they're going into, it's, it's, it's effectively a six-pointer, it seems. It, it is. Um, three of the next four games that they're playing are against top six opposition. So after they played Charlton on Saturday, they are away to Doncaster Rovers the following Saturday. Uh, then they've got a trip to Gillingham, and then they have uh, on Easter Monday the visit of Barnsley to, to Home Park, and I think we all know how good a side Barnsley are. So they've got uh, a run of, of difficult on paper games coming up, and they're, they're also coming off the back of two games where they've had um, two one leads 
going into stoppage time at the end of the second half and they've ended up drawing both. So they've they've uh, seen four points slip from their grasp in the last two games. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the comparison with, with last season. I mean, after that strong finish they had where they only just ended up outside the top six, I mean, was there an expectation that they'd uh, do a little better this year? I think there was um, definitely a hope and a strong hope. I don't know whether an expectation, maybe maybe among some of the fans. Um, they did lose a, a couple of key players um, uh, after last season, the 2017-18 season. And what has been a, a regular tale for Argyle under Derek Adams since he's been manager in 2015 is because they don't uh, sign players on particularly long contracts, they, they have had quite a high turnover of players and uh, certainly last season and this season it has taken the new signings that have been brought in and a lot of new signings, it's taken them time to gel. That's one of the reasons I think why Argyle have struggled at the start of both of the last two campaigns. Yeah, and you and you mentioned Derek Adams there. I mean, he's uh, he's he's been at the club for a few years now. Of course, brought them back yeah. into into League One. Um, how how are fans? Uh, you know, how how do they feel about him? Uh, considering that it's it's been a slightly more difficult season this year. Yeah, it's 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 been a challenge. You know, trying to please all of the fans all of the times. I think is next to impossible for any football manager, isn't it? But uh, he's been our goals manager since the start of the twenty fifteen sixteen season, and he's win percentage in League One is in the league uh, in uh, in those seasons is around about the 45% mark so they've won an awful lot of games under his uh, stewardship yes you you know when you have tough times like Argyle did particularly in the first part of this season when people are thinking oh here we go again you know why can't we get things right to start the season you know there were a few dissenting voices but unlike a lot of the clubs around uh, League One and, and around the EFL in general, I don't think there was ever a feeling that Argyle were going to make a change of manager. Um, he's not just the first team manager as well, it's worth adding. He is um, the head of football and he signed a, a five-year contract last summer. So if Argyle were to make a decision to m- make a change, they wouldn't just be replacing a manager, but they'd be replacing somebody that has um, his fingerprints over nearly every football decision that's made at uh, Home Park. Mm. Now, what are the, the the strengths and weaknesses of, of of Plymouth this season? Like, say, um, it's such a weird situation to be in in the middle of the table, but but close to the bottom yeah. as well. But they, they are effectively a mid-table side. Um, yes, and and hopefully that's the way it will end. Strengths and weaknesses. I mean, they they have had issues. Well, as I've mentioned already, you know, they've conceded late goals in the last two games. That's clearly something that's uh, that you know is is a problem for them, and you know they they won't want any repeat of that for the rest of the season. Defensively, they have conceded a number of goals uh, during the course of the uh, course of the season. Although in the second half of the season, they have had a, a much more settled back four, uh, particularly with uh, Ryan Edwards and Niall Canavan at centre back. So that's helped them. The strengths are. Um, now, Graham Carey's been a, a very good servant to Argyle over the best part of nearly four seasons now. Um, but this season, uh, Ruben Ramirez, who's uh, a Portuguese-born player but grew up in uh, London and had a spell with Spurs before going to Coventry, uh, Ramirez has really come to the fore this season. He's their Argyle's second top scorer this season with 12 goals. Um, not really somebody you would think was a natural goal scorer, but his, um, his ability to play um, out in wide positions cut inside, get in shots, uh, make darting runs into the penalty box. Um, anyone who watches League One football on a, on a regular basis would have seen how um, effective he's been for Argyle over 
certainly since Christmas, and uh, you know he's been uh, he's been their key player, I would say, uh, uh, you know, for for the last few months. And of course, with, with Charlton coming down on on Saturday to Home Park, uh, it's a ground where Plymouth are on a on a decent run. Actually, no defeats in eight. What sort of game could could uh, should Charlton expect from them? Will they go quite defensive? I know. So, I mean, they got a great result against Portsmouth and Luton recently. So, how, how do they set up against the, uh, the the bigger teams coming down? Uh, they, they generally play four two three one. That's the way they go. Freddy Lavapo, the former Palace striker, he's uh, got seventeen goals for this season. He's the He's the figurehead. They'll have Carey and Ramirez sort of either side of him uh, with a central midfield player, um, possibly Anthony Sarsavik, although there's a, maybe a little bit of an injury doubt um, over him for the game. The two holding midfield players and then the flat back four. Um, in terms of how they approach the game, you know, uh, I think there'll be a decent crowd there again. The, 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 the Argyle crowd's been around about the 10,000 mark this season. I think they'll want to see their uh, side get on the front foot. And not be too passive against um, a Charlton team. You know, Argyle have played against Charlton over the last couple of seasons. They know there's some good quality players in that Charlton lineup. So I don't expect them to go, you know, all guns blazing. But um, I don't think they'll be sitting on the back foot too, too, too much. One thing just for you, Louis, and for any of the Charlton fans who are coming down, is that the, the old grandstand at Home Park that's been there since the 1950s is uh, being very extensively redeveloped. So the ground is only being used on three sides um, so it's quite a, 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 an unusual view seeing this grandstand which is now beginning to take shape in the form that it will look um, but um, it's not going to be completed till the end of 2019 so um, the, the, the touchline side of uh, Home Park to the left of where the Charlton fans will be is, is very much a building side at the moment. So there we go, Chris Errington from the Plymouth Herald uh, ahead of Saturday's trip down to the Southwest to take on the Pilgrims, uh, one of the many teams that are in that massive relegation battle. Uh, so they're sitting there in 14th in mid-table, but they're only five points above the relegation zone. So it's still all to play for, and as Chris mentioned, they've got some tough fixtures coming up in the next few games. So mm. it, they, they will be desperate to try and take points off us mm. uh, at home park where they're on a, a, a very good run. Yeah, yeah, I think... Um with the fixtures they got coming up, I think they'll take a point. Um, but I still, I think it'll be a tricky game. Even the home game here, um, mm. they they caused us. Probably scored first, didn't they? Yeah, and, it was a late um, winner from uh, Carlin Grant, exact, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was all it was chucking it down that day as well. But um, yeah, there, this could be a tricky. I do like um, Graham Carey. I think he's a good player. I think Ladapo's come on strong. I think he's he's improved a lot since he played. I think he was Oldham before or yeah, something like a, that. I saw he was at Palace. I saw him playing yeah. on loan at Grey's Athletic. Actually, mm. who we, we we should be going to on our preseason tour. <laughs> Uh, yeah, years ago. <laughs> but yeah, no. This, listen, it's going to be a tricky game, I think. Yeah. Um, but um, but we we need to start picking these points up and putting the pressure on Sunderland Barnsley. Derek Adams, the manager, didn't speak to, uh, about it with Chris, but um, because it's not fair, really, to put him on the spot like that. But he, he's he's another manager who's gone and taken out a little bit on a local press. He sort of banned them from his pre-match press conferences. So the sort of things we hear on a Thursday from Bowyer, he's banned the local paper from doing that because that's not contractual. It's only the, the post-match ones he's done. I mean, it's never a good sign when a manager cannot take criticism from a local paper if that, if that was the case. I mean, because it shows you can't handle the pressure to me. Yeah, I think with managers, they, they do get a lot of stick. But it comes; it's part and parcel of the job, and you've got to have thick skin. But I don't exactly know what was said or what he's got the ump about. Um, but I think he is quite um, 
he's, he's quite outspoken anyway. I'm tr- I'm trying to think. Was it was he the one who was trying to cause a stir with us before the game or something about us getting promoted? Oh no, that he was the one who said he he, he didn't do a lap of honor because they were going yeah. playoffs. Yeah. So he, he's he's one of those ones. He's a he's marmite out, yeah. sort of off the cuff geezer, but um, yeah, it is what it is. But um, hopefully we get, we win and he can. Carry on moaning to the East local press. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> right, let's uh, gear up from a Charlton point of view. Uh, Lee Bayer was asked for an update uh, from the injury uh, point of view, which we'll hear in a second. But he was also he was also pointing out that, of course, if we get just a draw tomorrow, we we will have equaled uh, last season's point tally uh, with six games left to go. So Bayer uh, was asked that he must be happy with that return already this season. I'm satisfied, but I think we could have had more. If I'm honest, I think we could have had more points. I think this this since the turn of January, we've only lost one. But I think we've drawn games that we would have won if if we just kept hold of Carla. Like that's 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 just so obvious. So we there was a time before January we was either winning or losing. We didn't really draw. Where now we've we've drawn games that I, I believe we would have won, so it's disappointing in a way because we're so close to that that second spot. Obviously, we was only three points off it then, and um, so yeah, I'm happy, but I want more. And then the time that I'm just gonna accept where we are is is wrong. It's never gonna happen. So. I'm going to keep pushing them to the, to the end of the season and try and win as many games as we can and, and see where we end up. You're saying Carlin's the difference between automatic promotion playoffs? I'm saying he's been a big loss. I'm, and I'm saying that if, if he would have still been in around the building, then we would have won more games. The games that we would have probably withdrawn, we would have probably won them. I, I believe that, yeah. And on the injury front, uh, what's it looking like for Plymouth? Anyone back that uh, you've not had recently? Yep, Christian. Christian's training. Uh, so hopefully he'll get through today and tomorrow. So um, he'll be back in the squad as long as he stays injury free. So uh, Paige is training. He trained on uh, on Tuesday. So we'll, we'll see how he goes. And um, Jake. Jake's back training properly in our contact. So... We have to be careful with him, but there'll be a steady process with him. But yeah, we've, uh, I think we're fully full strength. Is there a chance that Jake Forstakowski could play in the team before the end of the season? Yeah, that depends on him. Uh, without being stupid, if he can get to the level that the other lads are on, and then he'd be in amongst it. Like I said, it's a way it goes down on who's doing well, who's playing well. But Jake's got a lot of catch-up to do in a short space of time. So I hope that he can, because I'd love to have him in and around the squad by the end of the season. But it's something that we have to tread carefully with and, and just judge day by day, week by week, and, and, and see where he gets to. Obviously, he's got to play in the 23s and see how he comes through that so there's still a way for Jake to go but the, the, the good thing is is that he's back in around training with us 
So there we go, Lebo. You're looking ahead to Saturday's game uh, down at Plymouth with the the injury update. Obviously, talking about Jake Forster Kasky, who we, we spoke about on, on last week's show. Uh, Christian Billick sounds like he's going he's going to be back, which we uh, we were hoping for. Uh, we, we, as long as we weren't going to rush him, which we don't seem like we have, but he, he sounds like he's going to be back now. Do you think he comes straight in for? Obviously, Josh Cullen's been playing at the bottom of the at the base of the diamond. I can't see Josh getting dropped. I can see him getting moved into the yeah. middle. Uh, maybe in place of Reeves. Do you think that'll be where he'd go for? Do you think he'll, he'll keep Christian on the bench? You know, because there really is no rush, is there? No. So maybe, maybe just save him for Tuesday against Wickham. Yeah, I think um, I think I think Tuesday would. I'd probably wait till Tuesday because I think it would be more of a physical game than Saturday. Um, but saying that, like it was, Chris was saying, Everton uh, was saying, you know, Lamaris likes to come off the wing, so they're going to try stretch us and come inside. So yeah, I mean, I'd, I wouldn't risk. I'd risk Christian I don't think it's worth it but no, no I wouldn't I wouldn't risk him I'd, I'd rather save it for Tuesday but. again we're, I mean, we're, we're in this ridiculous situation where we're so comfortable in those playoff places that there's absolutely no need to take any un- unnecessary risk at this moment in time really is there I mean outside chance of the top two is looking quite outside now uh, Barnsley nine points ahead of us uh, we've got well, we've got seven games left to go uh, Sunderland on the march now again uh, winning at Accrington in midweek so it is a hell of a tough task to get into that top two so really it is about trying to manage those risks now between the end of the season if it is going to be a playoffs Yeah exactly I think I think whilst it's still mathematically there I think Bose will still I think if we don't if we lose to, on Saturday um, I think that will probably kill it dead uh, the top two I've still got a little bit of hope but yeah like you say we've still got to be sensible about it we don't want to rush Christian back and then he's out for two months because then it'd be silly um, but obviously only Bose will know how fit he is but mm. so if he's training full time then it sounds like he could play other questions I mean uh, Dick still seems to have made that right back position he's owned over the last few weeks Chris Solly uh, has been on the bench for the last few games can you see that changing Dickie's uh, putting some good performances really isn't he yeah I think uh, the, I think he's, uh, against Bradford I think he was a, he could have done better going forward but again he's he, he was predominantly a centre half defensive midfielder when he first started wasn't he so um, I can understand that I, I can see Solly coming in tomorrow um, just I don't know why I've just got a feeling he was ill wasn't he yeah. Souls was ill when he that's why he didn't play on Saturday he had a bit, was he sick or something oh, I forget um, but yeah I think Solly might come in and maybe maybe Anthony will come in on uh, for Wickham on Tuesday but yeah we're just Oh, that's what I mean. It's a luxury now. We're getting players back now. I don't I think it'd be a bit too soon for Page. Otherwise, hopefully, he'll come on and score a banger again like last year. <laughs> yeah. And no, no question about uh, Sars still. Again, it seems unlikely that that Pearcey will come in for him. I mean, it must be a weird situation for for Jason Pierce to be the captain of the club and not really getting a look in at the moment because the the back the the back four are playing so well. In particular, of course, the two in centre half. Yeah. No, I, I think I'd I'd keep Naby there, especially again. I'm trying to balance the two games against Wickham when you've got Akin Fenwar. I think Pearcey sort of dealt with him uh, quite comfortably after the first 20 minutes against Wickham last time so I'd keep Naby in for tomorrow mm. and save Jace for Tuesday yeah and then finally question we get to ask every week but again it, we're now leaning down on the side of Igor he seems to be starting the last few yep. games Josh Parker uh, played for the I think he played for 23s during the week um, we beat Millwall George Lapsy got a couple um, but yeah it seems likely that Igor will be the man to, to, to keep his place yeah I agree I think he looked a bit sharper on Saturday I think he he, he um it, there was a couple of moments where he, there was a ball across the well, crossed it and he just missed it, couldn't get a toe on it. He was chasing back, he was hustling, he's hurrying. So I think he's getting fitter now. So, yeah, I don't think he's done anything to deserve to be dropped. It's not like I don't think, you know, Josh Parker's exactly played his way into um, 
Bo's thoughts because you know he's had a stop start uh, career with us and he's been sick and whatnot. So yeah, I think Igor starts. There we me. go, excellent stuff. Right, so effectively no changes, which uh, make my team is very boring on Saturday. But uh, there, <laughs> Sorry about that. yeah, there we go. I mean, uh, Bayer was asked about the, the fact that we are, as, as we know, one point away from equaling last season's tally, which would be with, with six games left. Uh, after after Plymouth, I mean that is an incredible turnaround, and and you think about. I was asked to Chris Errington actually asked me to answer a couple of questions on Charlton for him, mm. and when you think back to that opening day of the season with five subs with George Lapsley in midfield, when we didn't really know that he was actually going to be, you know, more ready than we realised, it's crazy to think how well we've done this year. And and again, I mean that's clearly why Bowie has been linked with all these big jobs, isn't it? Yeah, and I think if if you think about it, we we got into the playoffs <coughs> last year on the same amount of points, and that was the get season. Obviously we finished that season and we've got we're going to have more points it shows how far we've come how many points we've come and also how competitive the league is this year not even looking at the bottom half of the table as everyone knows even the top you've got some good teams in there this year and um so yeah, I think that all everyone deserves a lot of credit because we've been um, we've been very very good. Excellent stuff, right? We need to remind you that there is no show on Sunday evening. I mentioned this on uh, on last Sunday, but basically uh, because we are all staying down in the uh, in the southwest in Plymouth for for different reasons, my brother uh, is having his stag do around the game. Nathan Thomas staying down as well. We, we simply won't be back in time. Unfortunately, life has got in the way, so there won't be a show on Sunday evening. So don't come over to to, to Charlton Live on on Sunday. We'll be back instead next week on Thursday and I also remember if you're not down in Plymouth on Saturday uh, the team addicts the uh, some some of the people who'll be cycling with us over to Amsterdam in the summer they're going to be in the Glade shopping centre in Bromley uh, collecting money for prostate cancer so if you're in the area uh, make sure you go down and see Tracy Lieburn will be down there the, a, f- a few people from team addicts including uh, Ray and, and his dogs as well so if you want to go and see them and donate some money to a worthy cause uh, please feel free to do so right so we have run out out of time here on Charlton Live. We won't be here on Sunday. We'll be back next Thursday uh, with the big match preview against uh, ahead of what will be the huge game against Luton Town here at the Valley. So we look forward to looking ahead to that one next Thursday. Um, all to say, Nathan, thanks for coming in. No worries. Yeah, Cheers, uh, mate. Yeah, looking forward to the pre-season tour uh, to uh, Dagenham and Redbridge next <laughs> season, of course. I've been Louis <laughs> Meadows. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back in next Thursday. Uh, let's hope that we'll be back here talking about three points that Charlton have won away to uh, Plymouth Argyle on Saturday. We shall see you later. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com upgrade.